Devil's Club Podcast. Angel here. And Mike. Uh, season 2, Episode 3. Ooh, and as you can tell, it's a very special episode. Change of our intro tune yeah. indicates that, if you've been paying attention. So apologies to our uh, our mutual uh, partner, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, you did not make the intro cut today. but no, that's okay. You'll be back next next week. Yeah, Episode 4 for sure. Um. All right, today's pretty special, Murray. We've been talking about this episode for a really long time, and uh, maybe some of our listeners we've hinted at it also fans of this band that we truly, uh, truly enjoy. Not. Or maybe yeah. not. Maybe yeah. we don't give a shit. Which case, you can fucking press stop right now. <laughs> yeah, I would. That's cool because the next forty minutes will be just about uh, a little four piece yeah. out of Montreal, you've Quebec. Already, you've already hit play, so it counts as a play. Yes, it does. So a little four piece out of Montreal, Quebec. Uh, the Stills. The Stills. And yeah, they weren't a band for a very long time, but I think they found a big place in both of our hearts. Yeah, so and we'll, we're and we'll get that. to kind yeah. of the uh, how, how we first started, started listening to The Stills, because I think, I, actually I was mentioning last night, uh, yeah, got into for, it a little bit. for Murray's birthday last night and talked a little bit about how uh, I got I first got into The Stills, but I'm, I'm going to ask Murray the same question later on in the, uh, the podcast, sure. podcast episode, but... First things first, Murray. We uh, we have uh, email we have an email, email to read. So nice. let's uh, again, get to that. Remember, uh, you can email us Devil's Cut Podcast, Devil's Cut Podcast at gmail and we've got one. We do, yeah. <laughs> and you can always tweet at us uh, at Devil's Cut Pod. Um, we like we like the banter on Twitter. So That's right. we had a nice uh, nice lengthy discussion about footy. We did with uh, yeah. a few celebs, local a few, celebs, a few local midtown celebs. Yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to A Kinsella and uh, good old at Midtown KW repping the Midtown. Mm-hmm. You guys are free at any time. You should uh, hop on the uh, on the podcast and we can, right. uh, we can. We're chat looking music. for co-hosts always, always, always. Okay, so email. We got uh, an email. This is dated July twentieth, a couple days ago. That's fresh. Uh, it is from Leisha B. Leisha B. So huge um, fan. I'll read. I'll read a, a bit of it, and then we can kind of go back. Sure, and forth. we'll rotate through because it is lengthy. So uh, we don't want to, you know, just we can't read very well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it starts off with, uh, "Hey there, looking forward to hearing this re- read on on episode, though it is a bit long. So we'll see what you do with it. I'm a bit behind in my listening, so I'm taking you back all the way back to season yeah, one. Yeah, digging deep. So she's going to start with the meaner side of the email, okay. which is always, like, I suppose, good. First of all, right off the bat, I have to say the Jay's Walk Up <laughs> Music episode was ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, I know somewhere out there, uh, another special listener, uh, Ryan M, is probably heartbroken because I think it's it's his one of his favorite episodes. Our um, listeners have different tastes. It's all folks. good. Yeah. We like that. Uh, Alicia goes on to say, with all the awesome possible top music topics you can discuss, and I'm very helpfully, I very helpfully provided you with a list of six below, so you don't have to return to this again. <laughs> there was mention in the episode that this would be a yearly episode topic. I'm at a loss why this was even on the list. Ooh, Ooh that cuts <laughs> deep. Shots fired! Shots fired! Well, you know what? I, to, to be fair, and in her defense, the Jays are awful this year. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I feel like when we do the Jay's walk-up music, we should change the theme. It should be Jay's funeral music. <laughs> yeah. Or like something to perfectly describe how poorly yeah. each of those players are playing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Marco Estrada, I think it should just oh. be it should just be silence. Yeah. Just right? nothingness. Or, or literally yeah. funeral music. A black void yeah. of disgust and despair. Whereas Smokey, yeah. Smokey's still doing okay. Yeah. He's, I think, I mean, he's trade bait, right? That's, that's the guy that got a trade. 
Yes, I agree. Trade him for something. Agreed. And Bautista and yeah. Donaldson. Trade anyone. Anyone you can get anything them. for. Except for Strowman. Yeah. Well, even maybe. We'll I don't see. know. Depends what, you're, depends what you're offered. Fair Let's enough. Let's say no one's off the table. You want to read the, uh, mm-hmm. read the next one? I'm actually – I'm ashamed about this, but go ahead, Murray. Yeah. Okay. So second of all, how did neither of you remember slash know that in Battlestar Galactica, all along the watchtower <sighs> – was the song that awakened four of the final five Cylons? Question mark, explanation, question mark, explanation, question mark, explanation. Oh. I was yelling in my car at both of you. Oh. At both you. Yeah. That was a huge plot point. So frustrating to hear you guys just have no idea how it was used in the show. Damn. <laughs> Scathing. Yeah. We should be. Again, you know what? I mean, hey, uh, that's indefensible. I'm really yep. kind of ashamed. BSG is, is one of my favorite series of all time. I think it's right. I think I'm about due to rewatch the entire series again. So I just, it's been a long time. But a uh, couple of fair criticisms. Yeah, I would say, totally, though. totally yeah. agree. We'll take those into account. All right. So now she goes on to the nice. Mm-hmm. She says, I just finished the road trip episode and listening to it brought back some great memories. My childhood road trips were filled with T-Rex, the slider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my dad's favorite band. And since he controlled the music, we had to listen to it. Now, I hated it at first, but after hearing it enough and growing out of my Backstreet Boys and Spice Girls phase. Wow, you grew out of that? I haven't. <laughs> I came to appreciate it. And that album is definitely a front to back. Front to back for yeah. Yeah, her years. I think she brings up a good point because that's... I know on my road trips too, especially when I was a little kid, like when we were actually teens and driving around ourselves. But when we were little, it was always my, it was always my dad who controlled the music as well. Right. So that's where like my appreciation of like oldies came in because again, I didn't like it at first, but it kind of grew on you. So I, I know, you know I'm able reason, to identify right? a lot, of, a lot of that reason. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early '60s, mid '60s. It, I mean, my family road trips. I don't know if this was mentioned in the episode, but like my my dad was. A big police fan, loved Roxy music, um, Eagles, obviously. But then Your I dad played Borat. Yeah, my dad <laughs> Borat. Yeah, <laughs> it's because when he had a mustache, it kind of looked like what. Um, uh, and then, but the thing is, I played a lot of sports, and so I had like adoptive family. So ah, I had yeah, uh, yeah. I had one family, and they only listened to the oldies. So the oldies ten fifty or eleven ten ninety oldies ten ninety yeah, um, two stations. And then another family, a Portuguese family, uh, and they pretty much only listened to like I guess like Tony Monaco. <laughs> so I had a kind of a strange, you know, driving to Windsor or Niagara Falls, but yeah, yeah. long trips too. To those, uh, Anyways, right on. Uh, Angel. Yes, for me. Go ahead. Thanks for reminding me of Disney sing-alongs. Mm. I remember the March break trip to Florida with a with a youth group watching Aladdin on the bus and the whole group of us singing A Whole New World. Great song. Mm-hmm. The guys were Aladdin and the girls were Jasmine. Great memory. True, true. I'm sure there's a few guys in there wishing they could be Jasmine. Jasmine, for yeah. sure. Vice yeah. versa. Definitely. Uh, Mike, thanks for reminding me about Block Party. You're welcome. Added a couple other songs to my Spotify play- playlist, definitely. Uh-oh, here it comes. Yeah, also, I attended both York University and the University of Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Can't say I love the way my two alma maters came off in this episode. So, okay, is that a nice? I feel like that was just a third, a third mean one, but yeah. she snuck in there at the end yeah. of a nice poor uh, organization. That's cool. Whatever. Of this, it's all good. Of this all good. Uh, email. I mean, I got, I got. I mean, I, I totally enjoyed my time at the University of Ottawa. I can't really say anything about York University. So, uh, I think it was just because they didn't get back to me. 
Oh, I got you. Didn't oh, right, right, right. Take the time. True, 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 true. I don't, I don't care about the rejection. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just nothing. Oh, that's no what word from him. Okay. Yeah. And then finally, she says uh, some episode suggestions. Uh, we have, for example, lots of good ones. Best songs at a wedding to fill the dance floor. Murray, you have a really good uh, uh, kind of anecdote story, but you, we can save that for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. iPod. Best fake bands. <laughs> Mouse rat better, better make that list. I do like that one. That's a great Yeah, thing. I do like that uh, one. I think we could have a lot of fun with that what one. What was the, on The Simpsons, Homer's uh, Barbershop? Uh, yeah, contact? the B-Sharps. The B-Sharps. Bands that unfortunately broke up too early. Hell, you could say mm-hmm. the Stills were one of those bands. They were, yeah. Four awesome side projects for major bands or band members. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like that solo, one too. Solo, we could add solo projects yeah, in there I too. Like that. All right. Hidden Gems or Under the Radar Bands. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I think we each could probably identify a lot of those that probably we don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your guilty pleasures, and That's it has to one. be songs or artists you feel like the other wouldn't know that you liked. Ooh. That is the episode to reveal those songs you were slightly embarrassed about liking. Mine is Sorry by Justin Bieber. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. That would be all right. Mm-hmm. Guilty pleasures. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Uh, she concludes, That's it. Sorry it's so long. Anyway, keep the apes episodes eps coming omar eps and we will omar eps yeah <laughs> all right well thanks that's Lisha. awesome thanks Lisha Lisha B. B. appreciate the email uh i appreciate the 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 depth you go into it and mm-hmm. uh we will definitely reply um like i said you email us we will read it so we are uh very interested in what you have to say yes most definitely Okay, that with that a, said... That was like a nine-minute email. <laughs> that said, hey, it's all good. It's all good. i got nothing but time. Uh, with that said, let's roll right into... Let's roll. Oh, shit. Right into... Wow. Our stills episode. Damn. Kaboom. Bam. All right, here we go. I don't know how I did a little bit of research over the last couple of days, just you know, uh, rather Wikipedia stuff. Sure, there, there isn't a whole hell of a lot. Like, no, the Wikipedia is pretty slim pickings, but they weren't born for that long, right? Eleven years is a long time, right? Three albums. I don't know. Eleven years. I mean, in the first two years were just like kind of them just getting started, right? Because they released they released their first full length album in two thousand three. Yeah, because they, they had, had, they had, had that three years EP. there. They, yeah, they now had you don't have you don't own the EP, so I'm looking. No, at, you have I've all the three full length. I have the three uh, full lengths, right? Yeah, so. so I've got Logical Break Your Heart, of course, the one we're going to get depth to today. Got Without Feathers, their second album, and then Oceans Will Rise was yes. their third album. Yes, uh, so. a not so heralded uh, album. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you that don't know, um, the Stills consisted of. Uh, Lead vocalist and guitarist Tim Fletcher, mm-hmm. uh, guitarist Gregory Paquet, 
bassist Oliver Corbell, and drummer Dave Hamlin. Now, we're going to get into this uh, later in the episode, pretty soon, I guess. Uh, the, to me, the big what-happened moment uh, <laughs> for the stills is when Dave Hamlin uh, moved from the drum kit to guitar and co-lead and vocalist. Co-lead vocals, yeah. And co Songwriter. Yeah. Now, the songs he actually writes, in my opinion, are pretty good. Tim Fletcher is my dude. Mm-hmm. And when I think of songs sung by the Stills, it really is just Tim Fletcher. Yep. But we'll get into that uh, yeah, a little bit absolutely. later. So Tim was the man. Now, um, before Murray, before you got here, I watched just a couple of um, uh, interviews, really offhand interviews from like CBC News oh, or I don't know, whatever. Wow. On YouTube, about yeah. the Stills. So it was Tim okay. and Dave. Uh, and, and one of them was, it's funny, they were super hungover somewhere. I think uh, they were on, uh, where's, like the, where's the horseshoe? Where's the horseshoe? Oh, Tavern. Toronto. Yeah, but uh, yeah. one street is that King? Uh, I don't know. King? Anyway, so the, the horseshoe was in the background, and I, okay. either they must have just played it, but they were both complaining. It's funny, it's a funny uh, interview. They were super hungover, and the last thing they remembered was drinking mezcal and <laughs> calling everybody a Mexican. Uh, wow, so they got a little racist. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe they were hanging. Maybe they were partying with Mexicans. Maybe. Um, so Tim and Dave, at least from what I can gather, aren't that much older than us, to be honest. They're, they're still in their, their mid to late 30s, which is kind of so interesting. Age, yeah. So when these albums came out, they were, they were fucking rocking out, doing the – They were early uh, 20s? Being rock and roll yeah. stars, as the Gallagher's would say, uh, You know, at, basically at our age, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. A little bit older than us, so – very cool. Yeah, I didn't, actually, I had no idea how old they were. Yeah, yeah. Well, I looked them up. I think Tim's Tim's probably. Kind I assume of they're a little bit older than us. Yeah, early forties. But Dave Hamlin apparently is only thirty-four. Wow. 35. All right. So he's like he's our age. Um, exactly. Now, if you read the Wikipedia page, one, it's really interesting because, uh, and I'll go back to the that same interview that I talked about. Sure. Uh, they make well, I don't know who they is, but critics often make the comparison that they that the stills when they first came out reminded them of. Echo and the Bunnymen mm-hmm. and Interpol. Yep. Now, in that same interview that I referenced, um, uh, both Tim and Dave <laughs> said flat out that they don't like Echo and the Bunnymen at all. And they actually, uh, I mean, they said their stuff is good, but it's not stuff that they listen to. And what I found really interesting is that, you know what they the band that they fell in love with first? No. Metallica. Really? And that Dave and Tim both played basically in metal bands throughout high school. Wow. Um, which is such a departure. So totally. Way off. different. Way off. Um, yeah. And at one point, Dave in the interview was just like, I probably listen to Master of Puppets once a week. Wow. Which is fucking... Because which is they cool. sound... The cool, yeah. Cool, they yeah. sound nothing like that, though. I mean, yeah. Wow. That's that's pretty crazy. So, and again, it's slim pickings online. You cannot find too much stuff uh, with respect to interviews and even just like, uh, you know, live performances. I know there's one that a really grainy... Uh, video they can watch of them playing on Letterman, but like mm-hmm. other than that, like it's, it's pretty slim picking. So I found that interview really interesting. Well, even their we tried to find their album on vinyl too. Oh yeah, for those of you that are curious about how much logic will break your heart <laughs> costs on on wax on vinyl, Murray, you want to tell them? Actually, we can freaking fucking look yeah, it up right was now. It? No, it was crazy, right? It was in, it was in, it was like the Japanese version. It was the Japanese, yeah, yeah. Um, it was the Japanese version. Uh, where is the vinyl? We got the CD. CD you can still get for seventeen bucks. Oh no, there it is. It was uh, if you go back, it, it had it right here. There. So yeah. if you go to Amazon right now, look up Logical Baker Heart Vinyl Edition. It is on sale in Amazon 
for $642.27. That's right. And there's one. And there's only one. There it so, is. So um, I want later on, I, I want to talk about sort of, uh, well, hopefully my end goal for this uh, episode but if you want to, you know, go fund us and 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 donate so we can so Murray, <laughs> we start a so, Murray, so Murray and I can buy this ridiculously priced. Where the hell do people get off, man? That's crazy. Six hundred forty dollars. We'd have to like split it like a child. It's a Danny. Right? Like, it's Danny Boys. Who the hell is Danny Boys selling this record? Wow, that is nuts. Anyways. Um, we'd, we'd share custody. We would, so yeah, if you want to fund it, some some mystery donor wants to send us. You know, seven hundred bucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at least that'd be great. To cover that. Yeah. Cover well, we pay the rest. Yeah. We yes. you send the seven hundo, we pay the rest. No problem there. Totally can do that. No worries. So, uh, speaking of logic, will break your heart. That was their first full length album. Uh, before that, they released something called uh, Rememberies, which is an MP, uh, an EP that they released in '03. Uh, Logical Breaker Heart uh, was also released that same year. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, and I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, uh, didn't chart on the U.S. Heat, heat Seekers or whatever Heat Makers uh, chart, but uh, was the uh, sorry charted at 39 on the U.S. Indie chart. Um, of their three albums, Without Feathers uh, was their highest charting album, number six on the U.S. Billboard charts or U.S. Heat charts, whatever the hell that is. And then Oceans Will Rise, their last album, was also uh, tried it at 17. Yeah. Uh, Murray, I think it's safe to say that, uh, without feathers and oceans will rise pale in comparison to, oh, it's, you know what? It's, it's not even close. The masterpiece. that, that is I think it is a master. Record. I think that's a good term for it. I think it is a masterpiece. So, okay. L- let's talk about logical break your heart specifically. And I, and I, I mean, is it, are we able to rank the songs in, in, I mean, how many songs are there, first of all? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 11. songs. I think, I mean, it's it's tough to do because I think it is such a complete album. Um, it's tough to say, you know, which, I think they, they, they're a whole, right? They're, they're a complete sum. I don't think they're, they can be taken in, in parts. So ranking them is difficult. I agree. I don't, I don't skip a goddamn track on this album. Mm-hmm. And I never have ever since I bought it in 2003. Or yeah, well, two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah. Um, you know what? Actually, let, let's roll with that first. <laughs> Murray, when did you buy this album? When did you first listen to the Stills? What was your yep. first experience with? The I know Stills? exactly. Perfect. Um, how and and where I got it. So I remember hearing the song um, "Still in Love." Yep. Right. So that was their. That was like their single. Yeah, offer the big single off the album. Yep. big in giant quotes. Uh-huh. It wasn't like they really had a big single, but that was their main hit. And it was one of those albums. I, I liked that song, um, and I liked how it kind of had that, you know, dark melodic '80s vibe to it. And that's kind of a lot of the music I was listening to at the time. So mm-hmm. bands that I very similar that they sound like. I do think they are similar to Echo and the Bunny Man, even mm-hmm. though they don't like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but stuff like Joy Division. Uh, the Cure, even psychedelic furs, yeah. right? Um, again, I've mentioned this band before, The Church, yeah, which funny. they sound. Ex- I feel like they kind of have that sound. So I was listening to a lot of that, and then also a lot of like it was during that time when it was sort of that '80s revival, 
so like the killers were big. killers are big yeah but that was more like I mean, the even fun the synthy 80s right which was like cool yeah. woo, dance it up and then these guys are more the darker 80s which i enjoyed a little bit more so, so i was really into that song right 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 and so where would you end up buying the record where'd you go so i one of my many trips to the beat goes on yeah uh, I had heard only the one song. I found it in the staff picks box. Nice. And Who's the staff? I don't remember. Emily? <laughs> Mark. I don't, Mark. I don't know. Maybe Mark. Uh, could be Mark. Pulled it out and I was like, yeah, going to get this for sure. Um, I think, and I, I'm not positive, but I think I bought a Deers album that day as well. And yeah. I think I bought... Um, What's that band that Def Cab for Cutie also became? Oh, Postal Service. Postal Service. Right. I bought right, that right, album right, that right, day right. too. So I bought those three albums that day. Uh, Postal Service, I knew more. I knew a lot about the Deers, but this was like one of those go out on a limb purchases. Yeah. One good tune. Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. What's it going? What's, you know, what's the harvest going to be like on this album? Yeah. Listen to it as soon as I got home. Hooked. Uh, Outstanding. That's great. So did you, oh, so you didn't even pop it in. Did you have a CD player in your car? Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. But it was—it's a short trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, because it's it just yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's like a seven-minute drive around the corner. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's uh, and then you've been playing it ever since. I guess absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's kind of it's a it's a strong go-to. You need an album that you can just put on and walk away. I do that's anything and everything with this album on. Like I'll paint, I'll do dishes, I'll mark or whatever. So it's one of those fantastic albums. For me, my first experience with the Stills, I mean, I, I'd heard the single, um, obviously the same one that you, you yeah. would listen to. Um, uh, Still in Love. Still in Love on the radio. I played on the edge a lot. It did. Um, yeah. But I didn't end up buying this album until I I was on co-op in Ottawa. It was a, it was a winter term. Um, mm. And there was a there was a record shop that I'd always go to on my way back from the gym, from the YMCA, where I'd you know, lift or go, go play basketball or whatever. And I went, and, and long-haired dude, French-Canadian guy, um, can't remember his name. Mock? Uh, no, it was probably like like Richard or something. I don't know. Sure. Great, great dude. And honestly, and we were talking about this last night, he's the reason why, and I said this too. Yep. If I didn't buy this Stills album and didn't like it and listen to it, there's no way in hell I'd be listening to the Arcade Fire right now. Um but I will say this because yeah. I went into the store and I, the guy's like, "Hey man, you know what's, what's up? What's good?" It's funny you mentioned like you bought the Deer's album, a, a Deer's album, probably around the same time. I think I probably bought same day, what, yeah. what what Deer's album was it? Gang um, Losers? No, no. no. Um, the one after Lost Cities or the one bef- before? Um, what's it called? It's got like or No Cities Lost Romance. Romance on no, there. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So I bought that like the uh, probably the previous week or two before. He's like, "Oh yeah, you're in here." The guy remembered totally what I bought. He's like, "Oh, you bought you bought that Deer's album." I'm like, oh, I think nice. you, I think you would really like these guys. Like, oh shit, really? Um, and back then, you could remember when you could listen to tracks. Yes, they, they had yeah. little, they had oh, little, shit, little, little listening station. Yeah, I love up. that shit. So yeah, they had one of those. Actually, they had one of those at Sunrise. Yes, and a guy that I went to high school with was working at Sunrise. Yeah. And I remember going in there, and he was there, and I was talking to him, and he was like, "Oh, you should listen to this," and he handed me a Stars album. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you start set yourself on set fire. Yourself, yeah, set yourself yeah. on fire. And I put it on, which I, I think listened. is the other album that I bought that day. There you go. And there you go, right? And so. I was like, and I was like, done. Like first track, like as soon well, as shit. it got I mean, into it. You heard it at the beginning yeah. of this episode. Lola Stars and Stripes yeah. hits you like a freaking freight train, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I remember listening to that, just, and right away I was like, yeah, done. And I, I, I went and bought it, and I'm pretty sure I listened to it almost nice. every day when I was up in Ottawa. Probably the coldest winter I've ever experienced, <laughs> in Ontario at least. But uh, 
Yeah, just one of those albums, like, yeah, one of those. Coldest Winter. Well, I worked at Library and Archives Canada, so it felt like I was fucking walking uphill. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was my first experience. I bought a lot of music when I was there. I would say, like, a good quarter of my paycheck went to just Went to tunes. Like, I came, I went to Ottawa with maybe a box of CDs. I came back with, like, two milk crates. Just every week, man, I was just buying shit. So nice, nice. So definitely for you, yeah. huge influence into a gateway. It's a gateway band. Well, it, stuff like it was a gateway. So yeah, Archive and like and just He's like, like weed for you and gateway. like and indie because I never really listened to indie before because yeah, okay. like throughout right high school I was I was punk and secretly a hip hop and rap fan. Mm-hmm. I say that kind you of had to like, be secretive about that. Well, a lot of my a lot of my friends didn't. I mean, liked rap and hip hop and R&B even I was probably even more secretly R&B fan ah. but uh, where I went to high school it was a lot of punk a lot of punk, oh, which man. I liked I mean I mean there's a lot of gangster rap in my high school really a lot See, of white I kids I dancing liked, a gangster rap that. no man yeah. everyone everyone, uh, everyone could skate um, and everyone listened to punk and everything was hungry yeah. glory man. well there was there was definitely like subsections who were punk was punk was big yeah no. like blink and yeah, yeah yeah mustard plug I mean there's yeah. like a bunch Melvin like, Colin buddy yeah you're <laughs> taking me way back um catch 22 yeah dude don't even yeah (laughs) they're all they're all there yeah so getting into some screamo too yes we're into that like thursday yes thrice thrice yeah alkaline trio i could go on and on man i have Ah. like my list is extensive i listen i mean i've been to a few um what's it called uh warp tours in my time Mm. so anyways so it was a real big departure and i feel like if i hadn't wasn't living in ottawa i probably would have still bought this album but i don't think i would have fell in love with it because i knew and it was my first time um on co-op living uh, you know living outside of uh you know not at home and i remember going to montreal i'm just like i can totally see why bands from montreal make the music that they do because it's just it's another world man Mm -hmm. um not Euro, but like I don't know how to describe it. Because that was the best when the, well, the Montreal scene blew up, right? Yeah, that's right. When they were Montreal's the new Seattle, right? Totally, man. Totally. totally. But yeah, it is a whole new world. It does have that influence. Different cultures, the English, the French. Plus, it's just cold as fuck. Yeah. So like a lot of yeah. time, you just got to be inside and like write songs, and that's that's all you can do. And that's totally how I feel about this album. I mean, the lyrics are obviously dark. Um, very dark, but, but in the, and well, maybe, maybe well, like I have, I wanted to delve into this a little sure, earlier, but yeah. there's one other point too I want to make about just sort of the importance of this record. I think, um, obviously for us, it got us kind of a gateway, mm-hmm. but also I think it was probably in terms of the genesis of this show, I think this album was pretty important because I think it was one of the first sort of albums that we probably bonded over and yeah. we're like, Hey, we've got like some yeah. similar tastes. I going on totally here. agree because I remember. I mean, I knew Murray loved his music, uh, just just in talking with him. Um, but I had no idea, and I always felt that I was the only person. <laughs> wow, it's like kismet, man. Yeah, like person that I knew that that loved the stills, and I mean, like, like I will listen to this often, right? Yeah. And then I met Murray, and I mean, the rest, as they say, is history. But like, That's right. Because this, yeah. this album was, it was like okay, it was kind of, it was kind of a to Leisha B's point, it was kind of had a hidden gem. Yeah, I think that not a lot of people knew about. Yeah, and maybe you still don't know about it, so maybe you're going to go out and listen to it after you this got it. when you hear it. Yeah, but, and I mean, but yeah, it was, it was kind of like we put it on, and be like, well, okay, someone else knows this, someone yeah. else knows this. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So thanks, Stills. Yeah. 
So, well, well, well yeah, man, I, if you guys ever, if you guys, well, maybe you will reunite and just play one, one show maybe. for me and Murray. That'd be sweet. <laughs> I've seen them. The I've bu- seen them live. Okay. So that was my, okay. We'll go into that. So we talked about first listen. Yeah. Um, you've seen them live and I have a really terrible story about that, but not, not being able to see the stills, but go ahead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was at Hillside Festival. Oh, wow. back when, you know, Hillside. Oh, a pretty sweet act. Um, it was Oceans Will Rise was out. Okay, so oh nine. So it was kind right. of at the end of their yeah. their tenure. So they played a lot of Oceans Will Will Rise, and they played a lot of Without Feathers. Yeah, obviously. Um, I would have preferred if they just did Logical Break Your Heart front to back. Yeah. Just sit down and just just yeah. do it. Just crank it out. Yeah. Uh, but they did. They didn't play as much as I had hoped. Oh, off of that album, but it was still it was still rocking. It was it was good. And when those songs did come on, when the Logical Break Your Heart songs did come on, it was it was pretty nice. You it lucky son sweet. of a bitch. It was uh, it was a beautiful beautiful wow. night. Damn it, man! And that's the one and only time you saw them. One and only time. So I so I had tickets um, to go see them in Toronto. I don't know where, probably Cool House or something. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, as as was commonplace for me, I, I had I had the second sinus infection in, in ah, as many no. years. I was dying. I was gonna die. Um, uh, but they're just, medicinal. You should have gone. They would. I could. Nah. There was no way. Like no one. <laughs> want, like yeah. when was it? When uh, um, it was like in April. Like what, like which and, which album would they? And it's Messer, uh without feathers, I think. Okay. Um, when it just came out, and I, an album that I, I mean, it's funny. I don't really, I haven't really listened to Oceans Will Rise. I don't mind without feathers, but that's actually another talking point later. But it's a huge departure from Logical Break Your Heart. It is. Yeah. But I had to give my tickets away. Um, that's. I rough. think randomly to just people. I think it was like class I was taking. He's like, hey, does anyone want these tickets? I was I was literally on my deathbed and I couldn't go. So that's rough. Um, and yeah. What, what they, am I? They have to for us. Um, Okay. And this is, uh, I I guess, a good segue. So you and I both love Logical Break Your Heart. Yes. Now. I think think they get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, how do you, I mean, I know the explanation for for why Without Feathers just doesn't compare to Logical Break Your Heart. Um, I mean, is there, were there other reasons? Like, what, what do you think? Well, I mean, so it's a different sound, which is fine. Right. It doesn't necessarily equal bad, but I mean, it's the old adage, right? It's, it's like, it's the sophomore slump. It's the, you know, that you have your whole life to write your first album. Yes. And you can like, you're going to make that perfect. And then once you sign that record deal, all of a sudden you got to write another one in like a year while you're touring. Right. So, I mean, they're generally, I mean, some bands can do it. Some bands can't. They're generally just not as good. And it's I tr- find second and third. It's second true. Third Some fans are sure, but the stills. I feel like they put it all they in, it in the all first one and the first album. One. And it's funny because you mentioned record deals. I'm looking at their labels, right? So they mm. went their their first two albums. They're with uh, their a homegrown hometown record company, Vice Records, nice. out of yeah. Montreal. And then for their last album, Motions Will Rise, they signed with Arts and Crafts, yeah. who I think which is a great label, which is a great great label. Yeah. Um. Yes, I think Sophomore Slump is probably a, a really good way to describe it. I mean, musically, I thought it was a cool sounding album. It was sure. really different. I mean, the guitars are still, I mean, the guitars are so underrated, I think. On, yes, yeah. On all their albums. And I think you and I can both agree, however, the biggest downfall, and, and I mean, he's not terrible, but. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the aforementioned Dave Hamlin, who was previously started in the band as the drummer, moved from uh, the drums to. Uh, co-lead vocals and actually Game wrote a bunch of songs. Yeah, yeah. His this, the shit that he writes is actually pretty decent. Can Dave Hamlin sing the same way that Tim Fletcher does? 
Not in my no. goddamn book. No. no, not even close. Um, Fletcher has that perfect like eighties, yes. dark voice. Whereas I think Dave Hamlin, I don't know. I think I don't know what he's trying to do. There's a couple times where he was completely off key and on purpose. I guess I'm not really sure. And that shit just didn't come off. It could be grading. I, I yeah, yeah, grading for sure, right? Um, like fucking helicopter is helicopters one of them these yeah, things? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, There's a couple so. that yeah. it's just I don't I don't get. He's just not as good as a singer. He's fine. Like he was. I mean, great drummer, great guitar player, sure, but yeah, let's leave the vocals to to, to the Fletch man. And, and I feel bad shitting on him, but it's just that to me, I feel like that was that was kind of the beginning of the end for the yeah. for the Stills when when that came out. And it's funny because it, in terms of commercial success, it did better. I just don't understand. I was really turned off of Without Feathers when I first bought it. I was just like, what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, same. Yeah, I was disappointed. Completely I remember, turned off. I remember that, just being kind of crushingly disappointed yeah. listening to it. Because it was so different and just – and it wasn't good. No, which is – yeah, which was huge, yeah, hugely disappointing. Very disappointing for sure. Um, a- anyways, having said that, they, they went on to make Obviously Oceans Will Rise – I know very little about this album other than snows in California. <laughs> Murray, talk me through this. Ocean, talk me through Oceans Will Rise. I mean, what's what's this like? So it's a little best again, of both worlds, or is it just uh, yeah? A it's kind of a blend. It's kind of a blend. Okay. You're right about that. Um, I think it has my favorite still song that isn't on Logic. Oh shit! Which one? On here. It's called Being Here. Oh, Being true. Here. Yeah. true, 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 true. Um, I think I'm gonna go with that one. But uh, I mean. It did get some. I like it was pretty pretty. I mean that song "I'm with You." Yeah, I think that was in a Keith's commercial, right? Alexander Keith's yeah. commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right after they fired right. the the child molester guy, um, the spokesperson. You know, the Scottish guy with the big sideburns. I did not know that. Yeah, child porn. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, he's out. So they got the stills. Oh wow. Him. Okay. Yeah, you remember that guy? I do. Yeah, yeah I he was like in that. like four or five of their commercials. But oh then god, they, that's uh, fucking terrible yeah he uh had some had some problems there but that song was that song was popular it was in that commercial yeah i remember that in yeah. the bar they're changing the bars no matter what bar they went i remember to, that yeah yeah, yeah i remember that, yeah, that yeah, song. Yeah. um I, I like it uh it's uh it's it's a tough call to say you know without feathers for me at all it's almost like a different band it almost that's just like it band. and i don't again i just don't understand the i don't understand the the lineup change or the and maybe we'll never know but critics and fans of the band, I think, will all will probably cite the exact same thing: the fact that you know it became it became kind of uh, I don't, yeah. Like, I think you I mean, know they tried. It was either they I mean, they tried to make it work, right? It didn't work, and then that was it. Yeah, I don't that know. was it for them, right? I don't know. Um, Murray, are you surprised at all, or do you even give a rat's ass <laughs> at the fact that that the Stills weren't more commercially successful? Not surprised, and also don't give a rat's ass. Yeah, so those both of them, and you know, I looked at some reviews when the album came out. Yeah, okay. For Logic will break your heart. It was pretty mixed. It was <laughs> to say to say the least. Let's right. Start with so, the bad. What's the bad? The worst. The worst one they got. Actually, I think the uh, uh, there was they got like a four point five out of ten. I forget who it was from. Oh, but four point five. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that one was a pretty. I don't know if that one was a mainstream reviewer. Fuck? But in terms of the mainstream reviewers, the worst one they got was a five point one out of ten, and that was from Pitchfork. Pitchfork. Right. And they did not. They were not into this to this album at all. Uh, big criticisms were. Uh, they were basically trying to be Interpol. 
They wanted okay. this. They wanted to sound like a Brooklyn band. Okay, that was from you know Canada. I, I like Interpol. I, sh- I mean, I should say I don't mind Interpol, but okay. But anyways, mm-hmm. that's fine. So that was the big. That was the big criticism that you know they uh, they wanted to sound like you know those Brooklyn bands. But I like Interpol too. Yeah, I've I've seen Interpol. They were absolute trash. Yeah, they are trash. When live. I saw them yeah. live, yeah. Uh, just trash. But the thing about Interpol and what I just that whole Brooklyn sound because Pitchfork was like, "Oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn," right? The thing I find about it is that they're really boring, really simple kind of music. Whereas the bands like this, the Stills, were they were more they had a beauty to it. Yeah, um, and that's, that's actually a great way to describe. That's a great way to describe it, and, and I think that's what that, I liked about that's that. really rem- and I yeah. think that's really reminiscent of of living and working and being creative in Montreal. Yes. So you think of the bands at the same time, yeah. like Arcade Fire, Stars, yes. the Deers, right? All these all these bands were kind of dark, especially the Deers, um, but like they had that beautiful tone and beautiful elements to it. Whereas bands like Interpol, it's like they can be catchy, like in nice guitar riffs. But it doesn't have that like overarching no. like and I think, feeling and emotion and and I think you and, could hear that they were like you could tell that they were trying to be yeah dark so, and yeah. that's when I really compare them to bands like the Church or the Psychedelic Furs and the Cure and the Cure because they were very very like yeah. pretty emo and pretty dark but still like very beautiful and very nice to listen to. And it got you feeling, it got you feeling emotions. Whereas Interpol, it's like, yeah, I like this, right? Right. Um, so yeah, that the in bands, I mean, other Brooklyn bands, like again, the National, I like them. Yeah, but they can be they can be pretty boring. Yeah, I can, sometimes they can. You get real comatose if you wanted to. They flirt with that like high emotional levels as well, which yeah. I do enjoy. But I mean, there are a few bands that came later, like Stella Star out of Brooklyn, which I think hit hit the nail uh, right on the head. But for huh. the most part, the Brooklyn sound—it's a—it's a boring sound. It doesn't have. I that. think it's slightly overrated in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, that's interesting though. That's I feel like this album was like the album that Interpol wish they could have made. <laughs> True, I yeah, totally uh, agree. Um, Turn on the bright lights is a pretty good album, though. Right? Yeah. Oh no, they're good. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, good, yeah, yeah But yeah. I, they're, they're not there for me. They're not there. They're not at the same level. Were there any positive? Reviews that you read, or uh, so the highest was eight out of ten. And that yeah. came from a few. So Rolling Stone gave eight, gave them eight out of ten. Right. Um, All Music gave them eight out of ten, right. and then Drowned in Sound gave them eight out of ten as well. Others, uh, Enemy uh, gave them a seven point five. It's pretty good out of ten. Um, again, there's you know the same criticisms basically as as Pitchfork. Just, yeah, their criticism was, enemies probably criticism was they're not the Libertines. That's probably what they're fucking. Yeah, that's what they're. <laughs> they're the Libertines. They love the Libertines. Enemy, yeah, Jesus, yeah. they just changed their name. Their, the name of their publication to the Libertines. Exactly, but they, I mean they compare them a lot to Joy Division too. Yeah, which is reviews. fair. Which is fair. I, I think. think Joy Division though. Again, Joy Division lacked that emotion but they were the first ones to do it they were like the fuck you like nihilist like first <laughs> yeah, kind of nihilist for sure first kind of band and then yeah. interpol totally copied that which is fine but i but think they didn't get any flack over that that's the bullshit I know, that's I the know. kind of bullshit that i don't it's like, like oh they're bringing them back it's like right? i don't know and whatever and like again we talked about this in their canadian music episode like i feel like canadian bands don't give a flying fuck what yeah. publications in the uh, in the states, really think of them. To be honest, I think they probably care more about what exc- what Exclaim thinks. Yeah, that's honestly, right. like or fucking remember Chart Attack? Of course. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, it's just it's kind of funny, and I'm sure they they probably laughed their asses off that they were getting 5.1 on on Pitchfork. Yeah. Fuck you, Pitchfork, for that yeah, matter. But I- Shots fired! Shots fired! I think uh, the Stills do they do they do take a lot from Joy Division, no doubt. Yeah. Um, 
but they added that emotional element to it, which I think makes it just amazing. Yeah. Just yeah. steps it up a notch. Whereas Interpol is like, oh, yeah, we're going to be that too. Like nihilism. Yeah. 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 Shit. Nah. Nah. Shit. And that's, I mean, it's been done. Joy Division did it. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, eh, whatever. Interpol. I mean, is Interpol still a band? I think they're still a I band. I think so. Right? Yeah. yeah. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Well, what else you got there in your research, Murray? Because I was going to ask you some uh, your well, best of. Yeah, so uh, well, let's go with that because I think uh, I think we're pretty tapped. Oh, the other thing I wanted to add too was uh, I think, it, I mean, popularity of this album too was really helped by Donnie Darko, which when the movie came out in 2001, it was that was the soundtrack, like Echo and the Bunny Man. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I thought you meant that so the they, stills were on that fucking soundtrack. No, no, that oh, would Jesus, that would I didn't awesome know that they were. I didn't realize that. Okay. But it's totally had that vibe, and I remember watching that movie and being like, "Yeah, these songs are like the kind of songs that I like now." Right. And then I heard the stills, and I was like, "This is like the Donnie Dark Darko soundtrack. It sounds exactly like it. These are the kind of songs that I love." Um, and this sounds like that. <laughs> okay, well, here's a question, a bit of a tangent. Mm-hmm. So then, um, if that's that sound you describe that like whatever kind of dark morose sort of like beautiful yeah. whatever sound and this was 2003 so this is more than 10 years ago now yeah yeah um uh would that kind of sound be popular today or is it not i mean could a band like the stills well, like could could it could you get a, a new stills kind of band I, I, I think so i mean uh when i listened to the last and latest david bowie album oh that's the sound it's it's just like again, a beauty that only David Bowie can do, right? Um, but pretty, pretty dark as well. Um, we listened to Future Islands, right? Another band that we yeah. like has kind of got that vibe to it. Yeah. Um, even new stuff by the now, even new stuff by like Kings of Leon. It's got a little bit of taste, a little in bit, there. yeah. Not not nearly as much like synthy or like you know gothy, but it's it's got a little bit of that flavor. But I think bands are still doing it. There's a band called the Dead Astronauts too. See, I was gonna say I don't see I don't know because I yeah. stopped. Like I kind of like start and end with the stills and, and like the deers and all that. Mm. I haven't tried to look for a new stills mostly because I don't think that exists, but no. so the dead astronauts though. Okay, They're more synthy, way more synthy. Yeah. I don't think you're going to hear like a actual guitar or anything in there, but okay. Uh, there's, uh, I forget the name of it too. There's a band out of, it's a duo actually out of Montreal and I think they've broken up. They were short lived, but the same, same kind of sound as well, but more synthy in that. But oh. I think the sound still exists. Today. Um, uh, Crystal Castles, no? Sure, yeah, they're more, again, more e- electronic, yeah. but, yeah, they've kind of got that vibe. Interesting, okay. Um, all right, well, I mean, uh, shall we go to our favorites? Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, at the same time, we'll We're just say at the same time, okay. okay. Favorite still song, ready? Three, two, one. Let's roll. Montreal. Okay. So why Let's Roll. I don't know. There's just there's just that that well I mean we'll, we'll maybe we'll play play and get yeah, yeah. to it but there's just uh, it just gets to me I don't know I don't know there's just certain parts in the song that there's just, great lyrics too yeah the lyrics are great and there's just kind of just like the, there's like a change in kind of the tone and the sound at one point love it I also like gender bombs though gender too, bombs are great for me of Montreal. Had hadn't had having yeah. not like when I bought the album I had visited Montreal but like just some of the images like um, uh, I just I just pictured people in Montreal being the most pretentious pieces of shit <laughs> but I'm just like cool but like you have a reason to be because you have cool music but then like there, I think there was like uh, one lyric about like uh, uh, like a dead mouse on on the street 
and it's like, and he's like, and it's turning him on. Like, I'm just like, who says shit like that? He's weird. Like man. it's, it's, it's such, it's yeah, so it's like yeah. macabre. I don't know what the word is, but just a weird, just strange, really dark lyrics uh, to describe, obviously, unless they're talking about the band of Montreal. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> it was from Georgia. But I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming of the city. And like, there's almost like, even though they're from Montreal, it's just like, man, Montreal is not as great as people think it is. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Right. Or I don't know. Maybe well, they've kind of, they probably see in the underbelly, right? They're right. not, they're not the tourists. They're not getting the tourist view. Right. right I don't know. Something about let's roll. It's kind of, it's like, it's, it's actually it's not, optimistic. It is, but yeah. it still feels like kind of, you know, they're doing it begrudgingly. This, this has to be done. Like, Again, it's a bit. It is uplifting, but it's kind of like we're just kind of we just gotta we just gotta go through life and you know get this get this stuff done. So you know, like let's let's roll. It's it's still like kind of sad and and you know melodic, but still, I mean, it's and it's funny because I mean, I'm we're looking at the track listing right now. Let's roll because every a bunch of times when I've been at your house hanging out drinking or whatever. <laughs> yeah, let's roll is a song that you play me out to, but let's roll is not even the last song on this album. No. That fucking yesterday, never tomorrow's is the yeah. last song on this album, right? Yeah. Um, I love animals and insects, but it's it. But like, it's fu- it's kind of it's kind of funny that Let's Roll isn't it doesn't end on that note. No, but I feel like it's such a good ending. Yeah, it's such a good ending song. But it's not the end of the album. Though, no, which is no, it's it's almost it's like midway. Yeah, basically, which is kind of strange. It's midway, but I think I got that's the one. But um, yeah, of Montreal is great. I mean, I love them all, but I think maybe those three. So let's roll of Montreal, and then gender I think bombs? gender bombs would yeah. be would be in the top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, I feel like love and death and of Montreal kind of like they kind of bleed into each other. They're sort of the same sort of vibe, which is nice because again, that first song right um, that we listen to, still in yeah. love, is like not. By far, not even the greatest song of the album. No, so that's what. That's and what that was their. And, their, I, and their, that song's great. Yeah, they're. Uh, yeah, that's their kind of like that was their their single that they they released, right? So, okay, um, where are we at? We're at about forty five minutes. That's, Do you feel I mean, satisfied talking about the sales? Do you, you want to? Uh, I will say one more thing. If you haven't heard this album. Um, Give it a listen. It's on Google Play. I'm sure it's on Spotify. It's everywhere. Better yet, go out. I don't know if you're going to be able to find it like new anymore. No, uh, I doubt it. But it's. I'm sure it's out there. You can get it on Amazon. Right. Give it. Just give it a listen because I think you're going to love it. If you're into those, you know, any of those types of bands that that we mentioned, mm-hmm. I think this. You can rank them right up there with any album that you know, The Church or The Psychedelic Furs or The Cure or like any any album that bands like that have put out there. I think this one can be. Can hold it. Can hold its own. Totally agree. Yeah, it's my favorite albums of all time. The Stills. All right, Murray. I feel like that uh, satiated a, a, a very yeah. hunger in our we bellies. Still we weighed down. I really enjoy talking about this band and this album. Uh, Tim Fletcher. Not so much Dave Hamlin, but if you're listening, <laughs> uh, please get, please get back together. Just play. I don't know. Maybe our listeners will help. help Just one go, show. GoFundMe uh, yeah. campaign. First to seven hundred dollars for us. Let us. <laughs> just we'll we'll just start raising money. We'll talk to the Starlight. Yeah. They, you can yeah. just play there. We'll just play you play right there. Maxwell's just a one off one off one show one show. Just one play Logic show. will break your heart front to back. Yeah. 
and we will be happy. We'll even get some. Uh, we'll even try to get some sponsors, local local people. Local people. Yeah, you can local play Midtown. Just play Cherry Park. Just play Cherry Park. Yeah. Oh, we Set have a, a we have a festival coming in. Uh, we do. In you can headline it. You can headline festival. The festival. Festival festival in Belmont. Yeah. Headline it. Think headline. about it. Just think about Just it. Just think about it. We're gonna tag you in this. So yeah, if you exist, you, yeah. know, you have a Twitter. <laughs> you haven't been a band oh, for a few man. years, but. <laughs> All right. That's it. That was awesome. We'll see you next week. Take folks. care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.